Welcome to the Lead Quietly podcast. I'm your host, Jen Boyle, communications professional, leader, and entrepreneur, and I'm passionate about helping quiet and introverted women become confident leaders without having to be loud. I discovered the power of quiet leadership after being promoted into a leadership position overnight and feeling that it wasn't meant for me because I was too quiet and not assertive enough. And this same self-doubt kept me from becoming the entrepreneur I knew I was meant to be for almost a decade. This podcast is to show quiet and introverted women just like you that you can absolutely be a great leader at work, in business, and in your life without changing who you are. If you are ready to stop sitting on the sidelines and unlock your leadership potential, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Lead Quietly podcast. Today, I want to talk about control. I want to talk about that desire to control everything and to control things in your life, in your business, in your professional life, wanting to control yourself, wanting to control your own feelings, your own worries and anticipations. And specifically, I want to get into this feeling of how you keep control of things so tightly sometimes so that you can either A, set the bar low so that you don't disappoint yourself if you don't hit a goal, for example, or B, you don't let yourself feel excited about something so that you aren't disappointed if it doesn't happen. And I want to dig into that today and how this relates to being a quieter or more introverted woman is that sometimes a lot of this is inner dialogue these sort of unconscious things that we think or habit thoughts that are in our mind about the things we let ourselves do or don't or the ways that we're trying to control everything or trying to be perfect can be really loud inside our heads, even if we're quiet on the outside. And I think control is something that affects all of us. So it's not just those of us who are more introverted, but there is something that we can do about it. And that's what I want to talk about today. It's it's just relaxing. It's learning how to be able to be on top of things, but not wound up so tight and having to be gripping so hard and in control of everything that you're missing out on fun and that you feel miserable on your journey to whatever it is that you're doing. So I wanted to start with a quick story that I, this is a story that I experienced working with an executive coach. So I had recently become promoted into a leadership position. I was in my first year or two, I think, in that leadership position, and I was feeling very overwhelmed and really lost as to how to run this team and I felt like I wasn't confident or I didn't have the skills. I wasn't strong enough to be a leader or assertive enough and so I hired an executive coach and it was one of the best things I have ever done and I highly recommend if you have the means or if your work will pay for it having a coach of some kind who has expertise in an area that you need or is someone who is farther along from where you are and who can help you by giving you advice to help you get where you want to go, or simply someone who is just there as an objective, neutral, third-party supporter for you. Someone who can help you get clear, It can who can be a sounding board for you, 
These were things that my executive coach did for me and it was so valuable to have that safe place to talk, especially when you're feeling overwhelmed at work or in your business. I have since worked with a number of other coaches for different reasons, um, including counselors or business coaches or strategists or people with particular know-how like social media or sales or certain expertise. And each time I enter a coaching relationship, It helps you feel not so alone working on your business, helps you feel more motivated. So I highly recommend that. But working with this executive coach, I was in a session with her and I remember vividly sitting in her office and we were going over something and we were talking about work, but then the topic of personal things started to come up. And at that time, this was over 10 years ago, I was trying to get pregnant with my first child and never been pregnant before, and my husband and I were having difficulty. It was taking a long time. We were exploring different options with the hospital to figure out, or doctors to figure out what could we do about this, and it was very frustrating because I was getting older, starting to get worried about things, and I ended up talking to my executive coach about this, and she was really wonderful and understanding, and I said something to her like, I don't let myself get excited every month to know if maybe this is the month that I will get pregnant or not, because then I won't be so disappointed when it doesn't happen. And I remember saying something like that to her and she just stopped me and said, wait a minute, did you hear what you just said? And it was such an automatic thing to say. It was such an automatic thing to think that I don't let myself get too excited because I don't wanna be disappointed. Very much that was a protective mechanism to protect my emotions. It is a wild ride if you've ever had a fertility challenge. I certainly feel for couples who are dealing with that. It is very frustrating and very emotional. But she pointed out to me the words that I was using. Let myself. I don't let myself. And that is where the control is. I was trying to control not only like all the actions I was doing or behaviors, but I was trying to control my own emotions as well. And I don't know about you, if you're anyone who brings to tears easily, or you get really happy when something good happens, or you feel strong emotions, and sometimes those of us who are more sensitive and quiet have a really deep sense of emotion, how good are you, how good are you at actually controlling those emotions? Emotions exist. Emotions come up, and emotions stay for a little while and then they pass and then they change into another emotion. You're not really in control of your emotions in any real way. And thus is the lesson that I learned from her. In that moment, it was very vivid. And she said to me, listen to what you're doing to yourself. You're putting so much control over everything, including how you feel so that you don't feel disappointed. And what I took away from that experience was the idea that you're not in control of everything, as hard as that might be to hear, especially for those of us who really enjoy control and like being in charge of things in our own life, or we like things done a certain way. And it was a positive lesson. And I want to bring it to apply to your goals or to something that you're working on. Maybe you're building a business, maybe you're building your career. Maybe there's something that you want in your life a certain amount of freedom or finances 
or a new home or you want to travel or you want to go on that trip or you want to meet that person, you want to become that speaker or whatever it is that you want to do. And I ask you, what are you trying to over control as part of that journey? And is there anywhere that you can relax a little bit so that you can enjoy the process of working towards that goal a little bit more? I think it's possible to do two things at once. And here's what I mean. If you think of and instead of one or the other, it can change and reframe the way that you approach a situation and the way you think about it. So for example, it doesn't have to be, I have total control or I have no control, like black or white, one or the other. How about I can control what I can and still be realistic, still anticipate, still prepare, and still enjoy the process and the journey of working on the thing that you're working on. So when you use the word and instead of or and think of things as possible at the same time, that can really help kind of decrease this, oh no, I figured out I'm controlling, I better stop that 100%. Using the word and is a way to help you figure out how to keep moving forward, have a little more relaxed sense of control, but not have to lose it altogether. So I hope that makes sense. I want you to enjoy the process of working on your goals. I want you to get your big goals. I really do, but I don't want you to be miserable the whole time. I don't want you to have such a hard grip on things that when any, anytime anything goes wrong, or you don't get the result that you want in the time that you want, that you fall apart, that you feel so frustrated you want to throw in the towel every single time. And that's not to say we don't all feel that sometimes because we do. Running a business is frustrating. Building a career is frustrating. Being a goal-oriented, ambitious woman can be frustrating sometimes. But we don't have to make ourselves miserable in the pursuit of going after our dreams. So I hope there's something in here that helped you today. I wanted this to be just a quick episode to bring that point to you and share my story with you. What is it that you're saying to yourself habitually? What are you not letting yourself feel, not letting yourself do, or what might you need to let go of a little bit or relax your grip on a little bit so that you can enjoy the moment more, enjoy each day a little bit more, and enjoy your overall working towards your goal a little bit more. So I hope this was helpful. I really appreciate you listening. And if there's something that you took away from this, I always love to hear from you. You can send me a DM at Lead Quietly on Instagram. And if you want to stay in touch more, my private Facebook group, The Quiet Leader Community, is one of the places that I love to hang out the most. We have great conversations in there, great comments and chatting together. We encourage each other to achieve the things that we want and give support and accountability. And it's all very non-intimidating. It's welcoming, it's inclusive, and it's not loud and in your face, which is my favorite part. So if you're interested in joining that community, you can find it in the show notes below. It's free and welcoming, and I would love to have you. So thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Lead Quietly podcast. I hope something in this episode resonated with you and you took something away that will help you tap into your inner leader. Take some time to process and you'll know when it's time to take action towards your big goals. 
You can find me on Instagram at Lead Quietly and in my free Facebook group called the Quiet Leader Community. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.